You're listening to the Art Cityscape. Hi, everyone. This is another episode of the Art Cityscape podcast. Happy to be here with you. The last couple of months, what we've done is we've had the mayor, Matt Packard, on the podcast having a discussion with a staff member about a topic of interest to you. Uh, We've gotten those topics from questions you've asked us via our Instagram story. We're always looking to answer questions and talk about the things you want us to talk about. The purpose of this podcast is to let you know what's going on with the city and why. With that in mind, the ways that you can reach out to us are through Facebook or Instagram on the city accounts. You can also comment on this YouTube video and just say, hey, here's something I'd like you to talk about in the future. We're compiling those questions and comments from you and trying to hit on the topics that you want us to. So the mayor teased in the newsletter for April a little bit about the 1600 South Exchange that's coming. We'll see construction for that pretty soon. And adding that exchange will be good uh, for Springville residents as it'll give you another way to get out to I-15 and alleviate some of the traffic that we see on 400 South and 1400 North. The mayor and Troy are going to talk a little bit about how that came to be, what it means for you, uh, what the timeline is, and some other interesting things about traffic and transportation within the city. I hope you enjoy. Here's that conversation. Okay, we'd like to welcome you to our podcast that uh, we're going to do on traffic and more specifically in relationship to 1600 South Exchange. I have with me Troy Fitzgerald, who's a city administrator here for the city of Springville. He uh, has a much deeper knowledge and a better knowledge of kind of how 1600 South is unfolding. And so I appreciate him taking the time to kind of be with us and answer some questions. So so first of all, um, uh, we've had lots of comments in relationship to the traffic that's on 400 South, understandably so. Uh, there was a period of time in which the North Exchange was closed because they were running into some problems uh, in relationship to building some bridges or redoing some bridges across the railroad. And as a result, there was lots of traffic that was diverted and put on 400 South. That's obviously been allevi- alleviated. And uh, traffic is again, uh, again is flowing as of, I think it was November of last year, December. That's right. And uh, uh, so traffic is, again, building on that. But uh, 400 South traffic is still very, very heavy. We have a tremendous amount of growth going not only in Springville, but also in Mapleton. And Mapleton is, is using that exit uh, to access their, their city. And so, uh, but uh, uh, when I, a number of years ago, there was lots of discussion in relationship to having another exchange on 1600 South. Um, between us and Spanish Fork. And I was told many times that that never would be an exchange. It was too close to Spanish Fork. It was too close to Springville. But uh, maybe Troy can kind of explain how that all came to be in relationship to we do have one coming. So, Troy, you want to take a minute and uh, explain that? 
Sure. And yeah, that's pretty interesting. I think you're right on, Mayor. I, on the freeway system, you have to have a mile between exits minimum. And and there's not two miles between the Spanish Fork Route 6 exit and our 400 South exit. So this is pretty unusual that I think we'll get something here and it's going to take some rearranging on, on the freeway that UDOT's going to take care of. Uh, but the 1600 South interchange had been on long range plans for a, a long time. And long range means not under consideration till 2030, 2040, maybe even 2050. Um, growth accelerated that plus local legislators working really hard at the state level, uh, and finding funding and providing funding, uh, moved that project up significantly by probably 20 years uh, on UDOT's to-do list. And currently it's under design and they're getting ready to start construction. No, that's great. Well, it's uh, it's certainly going to be a lot of congestion going on as they continue, they start to do that uh, construction. Uh, Troy, you're pretty experienced in knowing the experience or uh, working with UDOT and kind of their timetable. Can you explain to the citizens what they can expect? Is this going to happen tomorrow? Is this going to happen in 10 years? What What's the basic timetable that you see this not only starting, but also completing at least the first phase of it? You know, as I was thinking about this and talking uh, to UDOT last week, I, um, the scale of these projects is incredible. Um, you know, Springville City in a year, we're doing our budget right now. This year we'll spend about $80 million dollars. For everything, power, water, recreation, police, everything we do, spend about 100 or $80 million. Um, this project for Utah alone, the 16 South project, is right now forecast to be $120 million. Wow. So just building one road is going to cost more than Springville City spends in a year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, in most cases. So it's a huge project, lots of people involved. It's in planning right now. Uh, they're doing value engineering, design considerations, trying to figure out how to make this work, take an old farm road from 100 years ago and turn it into really kind of a major collector road that leads to the freeway. Uh, right now, they're still scheduled to begin construction this calendar year. That's 2022. Most of that work will be happening on the west side of the freeway, so it'll probably impact Spanish Fork a little more than Springville uh, initially. Most of the Springville impacts will happen in calendar 23, and they're hoping to complete the entire project by sometime in late 2024. So it's it's going to be a two, two-and-a-half-year process to go from shoveling in the ground to everyone driving on a new road and interchange. So this has kind of been a, a certain phase type of construction. So you say there's going to be construction on the west side into the industrial area of Spanish Fork. Now, how far are they going to take this uh Free or this uh, this road? Are they going to take it from the freeway to where the T bone is? Or are they going to take it all the way into Mapleton? What uh, where, where's the where's it going to end? Yeah, the current approved project uh, is a freeway interchange off of I fifteen. Uh, there will be road improvements east and west from Spanish Fork Main Street to the freeway, continuing into Spanish Fork to the east to SR 51, which is where the T-Bone's at. Uh, so that's anticipated to be using UDOT language, a five-lane road. Uh, so that'll be two lanes in each direction with a center 
turn lane and median uh, available. Uh, and so that's that's what's going to happen in the extent of the project currently. And if you look out in long-range plans, there are other connection points and, and so forth uh, that may be looked at. I mean, sooner or later, Mapleton needs more connections. But the where, the how, that's uh, not been determined by anybody. In conjunction with the project as well, there have to be a lot of other roads constructed that you don't often think about. For example, uh, the frontage road comes in much too close to a freeway interchange. So they're looking to close our current frontage road there on the south end, reroute that through some of the fields out there and connect it to our 1750 west. Similar things are happening on the Spanish Fork side, both north and south of the road itself. So it's far more than just building a road and some off-ramps. And, and to that point, uh, talk a little bit about some of the other challenges that they're facing because of this being a country road. It certainly had uh, has railroad crossings. It has a big substation there. It has commercial buildings, uh, utilities in the ground. Yep. There's just so many challenging issues. But maybe you can address some of those for the citizens. And, you know, there those. That's why it's a hundred plus million dollar project. Is all of the things that need to be considered there. Uh, they need to acquire some right of way. Although the city's done a lot of work to ensure the right of way is right enough for this kind of a road. Uh, there are currently. Uh, power infrastructure or power lines on the north and south side of the road were, uh, as you mentioned, underground utilities, the, the railroad, and and uh, there's a concurrent project not included in the off-ramp project to do some rail work uh, in anticipation of a front-runner station being located in Springville. Uh, so the coordination with that, which is going to result in a, a bridge, uh, so there aren't um, at-grade railroad crossings anymore. As part of that project, the hope is, uh, well, really, it's beyond a hope at this point. What's really going to happen is there's also an abandonment of a section of rail line. So this road will not have any at-grade railroad crossings when it's completed, but the timing of when certain railroads can stop functioning, rails can be removed, uh, bridges built over is all part of the consideration here. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of very thoughtful engineering going on to try and make all this work and figure out how to all do it with multiple projects happening in the area at the same time. Well, it's good that there's people that actually do this for a living rather than some of us trying to figure this out on how you move this chess piece and affect right. all these other other yeah. pieces and whatnot. So what can the citizens expect in relationship? Will they basically close that road down, or do you have any feel for that? Not, not yet. We're still waiting for some discussion on that from UDOT. I think it's certainly uh, likely, almost certain, that 16 South and 1750 West intersection will be closed for a significant period of time because there are multiple bridges being built in that area. Uh, there is a lot of work and look at bringing uh, those roads south. Will that mean we can leave some of the roadways open? That's a hope, um, but th that's going to be a challenge as a lot of dirt's placed and overpasses are built over both roads um, and railroads with regard to that. So I think 16 South Corridor is going to be a, a challenge, particularly at that main turn point for our citizens at 1750 to take you back up to 4 South and the freeway past Walmart. So I, I think, and then certainly for those that commute that direction over the bridge, over the freeway to Spanish Fork, that will be impacted during this period as well. So well, I don't think there'll be a ton impacting us a large amount in 2022. I think 2023 is going to be a challenge for people on that south side using that corridor.
So as you look out into the future, Troy, while it may be pretty uh, inconvenient and, and upsetting in relationship to your traffic patterns for maybe 22, but certainly 23 as it finishes up in 24, what do you expect to have happen in relationship to the, the great traffic that's going down for South? Do you see see that taking 5%, 10%, 30% of the traffic? And I know that's just an estimation, but just your thoughts. Yeah, our traffic, um, we've hired some traffic engineers actually to take a look at that um, through our engineering department. We're waiting for kind of some final numbers to come back on that. So it's hard to forecast percentage. But one of the biggest and most important uh, things is in traffic is a, a grid system multiple ways for people to get places. And we really, really saw that and and had a challenge over the last year when UDOT had a problem on a bridge on our 14th North, and it eliminated one of our routes out of town. And that funneled all of our traffic, 100% of freeway traffic had to use 4 South, and it just killed the corridor. Uh, It overwhelmed it. And if you look south of 4 South, most of our grid system is is in pretty good shape. We have 950 West. We have 12th West. Uh, we have 1750 West, all that go from 4 South to 16 South. So there'll be a huge benefit to having a f- new freeway off ramp at, at uh, 16 South so people have those options to go south instead of north. We have a railroad at 15th West, and we're working very hard to get an additional at-grade crossing there to, again, create options for people to go. North of 4th South, more challenges. Currently, 1750 and 12th West don't go from 4th South up to 14th North. And... uh, we need more accent points. 950 does. Um, and we have dollars uh, associated with and money coming and plans in the way to move 12th West and 1750 West and get those connected. To see significant alleviation from 4 South, I think not only do we need 16 South, we need some of those North-South connectors to be in place as well. So people have more choices. I mean, for those of you that, that uh, go down that route, um, you can see just incredible congestion around 950. 950 doesn't have enough stacking. Why doesn't 950 have enough stacking? It's supposed to be a minor collector. 12th is supposed to be the major collector. As you drive by, take a look. There's more stacking for cars on 12th, but it doesn't go north. Uh, if we can get that connection from 4 South, even to center, a lot of people could get off there. And you would see uh, a great improvement, I think, in the traffic flow down 4th. So it's it's a more complex uh, and the need for more complete solutions. The good news is a lot of those are in process or happening. Uh, property is being acquired. Uh, money is is uh, coming into our coffers from a variety of sources. We actually received some huge multi-million dollar grants to help us on 12th West. Uh, we have development helping on 1750 West. So I think by 2024, you should see um, better traffic flow there as more connection points, including 16th, come to pass. Same time, we're still experiencing growth. Uh, so we'll have to work really hard to stay ahead of the growth as well. Great. Thank you for that. So, and maybe just as a, a last question, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we anticipate to be uh, the, the citizens can see or expect along 1600 South. Uh, we've had multiple meetings in relationship to developers along there uh, to talk in, uh, about uh, housing, talk about commercial development, to talk about uh, the circumstances to be able to help the citizens. Do you, any, any thoughts or 
or comments you'd like to make? Well, in some respects, I almost want to turn that back around on you, Mayor. I, there's a planning process going in place, um, and that planning process will kind of determine what uses show up there. And our city council has yet to speak definitively on that. The, serve, the study uh, is still ongoing. Citizen input still being uh, taken. There have been multiple meetings on that. So I kind of, where do you see the council land? Well, and, and I think I appreciate that. And I was going to get your comment and then add to it. But uh, in, in relationship to it, we've had a number of uh, conversations with the city council, myself, obviously, with them. And, um, and I think that there's a, a very strong desire to be able to have uh, a good commercial center there. People that uh, places that people can go in relationship to uh, purchasing things, whether it's for retail or for its food or for its uh, groceries and those kind of things, we see that as a commercial center uh, of people people being able to get off the freeway and be able to access not only the uh, the very south end of Springville but the north end of Spanish Fork and also into Mapleton. So we think that that's an opportunity for the city to to capitalize on the ground and the opportunity for the 1600 South. And that's that's the push, that's the drive, and that's uh, I know that's in the planning stages. Nothing has been decided yet, but that's the direction that the city council is at least presently taking in relationship to zoning and trying to do that. There's lots of uh, desire for housing around that area, anywhere from a um, a single family dwelling type development to to a higher density. And the question is, so how many uh, units do you want per acre so that we make sure that we don't lose the look and the feel of Springville, not only on 1600 South, but for South and Center Street and, and North, North Main. So the thought process is to be able to accomplish that on 1600 South is to get a good commercial center for people. That it might be a good tie into what's going on in Spanish Fork, that that's a more a continuum, that's a big, big center for for our commerce, not only for Springville and Spanish Fork but, and Mapleton, but also for South Utah Valley and being able to help them, uh, whether it's for groceries or for car sales or boats, trailers, uh, anything that might be um, that they might uh, have an interest in doing. So that's I think that's the, the driving force, the thrust that we're trying to accomplish with the, with the cities. Yeah, and it seems, I mean, it's Ten years ago when we did extensive planning in that area, south of Fort South was still agriculture, still left in zoning as agriculture. Okay. I mean, really, the city uh, council at that time couldn't foresee a, a great need to move away from agriculture in the next 20 uh, through at least 2030. So, wow, how much has changed in 10 years? Yeah, massive change. And that's as a result, that's why you see uh, the businesses that are down there, not to identify them individually, but that's the reason why they're there is because – we certainly didn't see this kind of development. But, you know, things change, and we certainly have adapted. So that's that's the thrust. Yeah, that's great. Any other, any closing comments that you'd like to add? No, traffic is, is an interesting issue, and, and the city continues to change. I think it, it was just over 10 years ago we were standing on 4 South, kind of cutting the ribbon on a new road uh, where we'd gone from a two-lane highway with an at-grade railroad crossing and trains were literally parking on four South and the traffic would back up forever. Uh, and, and it, nobody could foresee the time when four South would be full with this massive new road in place. And yeah. 10 years later, it's there. I, the good news though, is I think the city council has been aggressive at funding for transportation. Um, there've also been new taxes put in place for transportation. Those dollars are all going to our benefit and putting the roads in place that we need. Good. 
Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Mayor. Thanks yeah. for the opportunity. Well, we appreciate the chance to be able to do these podcasts. We certainly will be uh, having additional ones. So feel free to ask us questions in relationship to things that are of concern to you. And we'll try to address, address those in future uh, podcasts. Thanks again. It's an exciting time of year here in Art City. We've got tons of spring and summer events and programs coming up. Preparations for Art City Days are well underway, and we're looking forward to that. We welcomed a bunch of new boards and commission members to the city who will volunteer and impact the city and its future in big ways. Uh, We're thankful for them. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and thank you to Mayor Matt Packard and City Administrator Troy Fitzgerald for their conversation about 1600 South. I'm Jack Urquhart. I hope you have an excellent week, and we will see you soon.